like the more you discover about the body, the more you think, wow, we, we don't know nothing and, uh, yet about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like, you know, Roger Bannister, when, who, who run the, the, the mile below four minutes. Yeah. For, for 500 years, people try to do that. He do it. And the next two years, 27 people do it. Yeah. It's, it's because, you know, they, they didn't have suddenly a, a super potion. They had a reference point. We stand today. The Business Method. The business with method. a shadow. The Business Method. The Business Method Podcast. The Business Method Podcast featuring Chris Reynolds. Entrepreneurs, systems, methods, tools, and tactics for location independence. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages, welcome to the Business Method Podcast, where we examine the different methods, tools, and tactics of high-performance online entrepreneurs and high-caliber people in a series format. Our first series, we interviewed 100 entrepreneurs in 100 days that had built businesses creating $100,000 or more annually. On our second series, we are interviewing 100 entrepreneurs that have built location-independent businesses that generate a million dollars or more in annual revenue. There is a growing movement of people building these caliber of businesses and we wanted to get behind the minds, the logic, and the science of what it takes to build a business like this. We've had some incredible guests like Bobby Edwards, the founder of Squatty Potty, who built a $35 million per year company with just 17 employees, and JP Sears, the YouTube superstar whose videos are going viral all over the internet. I'm your host, Chris Reynolds, and we hope you enjoy the show. The Business Method. Today we welcome my dear friend Noah Lath back to the show for a second time. I love Noah not only for his open and thoughtful personality, but more specifically because his views on entrepreneurship. A conversation with Noah is sure to blow your mind. Noah is a super serial entrepreneur. We actually ask him on the show to name all the businesses that he's been involved in over his lifetime, and it's a list that's quite long. He can preview and analyze a business opportunity very rapidly using simple logic, and we get to listen and understand the mind of the this amazing entrepreneur for a second time on the show. You guys, I highly recommend listening to this episode because Noah's mentality is one that all people I think can learn from and grow a lot from. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, my good friend, Noah Lath. Entrepreneurs, systems, methods, tools, and tactics. And I'm incredibly excited, listeners, to welcome back one of my very dear friends to the podcast for the second time, Noah Lath. Noah, welcome back to the show, buddy. How are you? Thank you, Chris. Thank you very much. Very good. Very well. Thank you. Yeah. Great to have you to be here. Yeah, I'm so glad to, you know, not just catch up with you because we've just spent a week. Uh, well, it, it, it seems like it's been, what was it, two weeks ago we were in Croatia? Yeah, it's, it feels like two months ago. It does, right? Like, it time flies. Yeah. And so we were in Croatia for a week uh, at the baby bathwater island. And we're going to talk about that experience to the listeners. But I always like to throw out a question to the, to the guest, to you, Noah, that kind of throws you off balance just a little bit, but also gets you thinking and gets <laughs> okay. everybody intrigued at the same time. So for the listeners, um, Noah, those that don't know Noah, he's a serial entrepreneur. And by meaning that, like he has uh, many different partnerships and businesses all over the world. And so Noah, I, I have a question for you. Can you name all the businesses that you've been involved in? Oof. <laughs> like, like all my life you mean or, or uh, as best as you can now. yeah yeah I, th I think I can yeah okay yeah, I, I, uh, most of them I can 
mostly are real estate businesses, uh-huh. some digital businesses, um, some private partnerships, uh, but a lot of like real estate deals. And usually like in real estate, and that's why I said uh, poof, because <laughs> with real estate, like you want to have a Chinese wall between one building and another, one real estate project, another real estate project. And by having a Chinese wall means a separate uh, legal entity, which means for every project that we do, we create a new uh, company, a new entity, a limited or SL or BV or GmbH, depends on the country where it is. So, and because we did like a couple of hundred of real estate deals, like, and every deal was a different company. So it, it might be challenging, let's say, to, co- to name them all. But I do remember all the streets that, uh, that we bought. Wow, that's impressive. So if, yeah. we, if we batched all the real estate into just, say, one business, can you name the other businesses that you've Oh, yes, yes. Done? So, so uh, the, yeah, I have computeracademy.nl, uh, perfecthousing.nl, uh, tungstenweddingbands.com, uh, rieretta.com. Com, um, rhapsody.co.za in South Africa. That's a restaurant chain in 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 South Africa. Uh, what else? Uh, oh yeah, sativida.es uh, and like sativida.com and .co.uk and like in all the countries. That's uh, the CBD oil uh, company. And then now I have this company where I, I teach other people, you know, how to to have a second and a third passport and a fourth passport and how to predict the next financial crisis and how to prepare and thrive in it. Uh, so it's mostly about how to manage your assets. Uh, and that, that's that's my last uh, adventure. Um, yeah, this is like in, in a nutshell, the things that I'm that I'm. Uh, mostly uh engaged engaged in presently but yeah I'm, and i'm doing some two three projects uh, uh that we are now creating uh with uh with some actually some people at in baby backwater um and uh once that's let's say online and we launch it um, i'm definitely gonna update you on that nice very cool so when you it blows my mind that you, you know, I think it's amazing that you have, I have, I'm a busy guy and I have one business with some products and services, right? So um, when you see the opportunities for a business, see a business opportunity or investment opportunity, uh, what are the thoughts that go through your head, Noah, before you think, okay, this is an idea, or this is an idea, it's, is it going to be a good business idea? Do I think it's profitable? What are some of the thoughts that you examine before you start to make those initial steps to uh, be a part of that business or opportunity or investment? So the first thing that uh, I look at is how big the market is. Is it small? Is it a big market? Uh, and then I look uh, how mature it is and how much competition there is and so and i spend quite a lot of time on that part a lot of people they research a bit and then they uh, they um, then they just start and then later on they discover oh you know what actually they could have spent their time in another type of business that was that might have been more lucrative 
uh, and um, uh, now I have the, the I prefer to spend my time in something that has the highest ROI and uh, so I'm constantly searching for ideas for my current business but sometimes based on that current business other ideas uh, emerge and if it makes sense and if I have the right partners and the right knowledge then um, then uh, I start on it but it's it I always stay in my circle of competence and confidence so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not gonna now start something totally new it, it has always something to do with the current business that I'm doing so just to give you an example like I'm, I'm been doing real estate for the last 20 years and based on that some investors ask me look can you teach us some some things in a, in a classroom uh, some knowledge and and based on that, I created a real estate course and an investment course. And so it, it has some, uh, uh, let's say, touch with what I am doing already. You, you've you got all these businesses and you, you one thing you mentioned that I found curious, Noah, is that, um, you know, a lot of people say the old saying, a niche will make you rich or a niche will make That's you rich, true. right? Yeah. But but one thing you mentioned is that you look at the um, opportunity or the business as something that pertains to the masses. So how would you measure those two um, theories in business? Does that make sense, that question? Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, that makes very much sense. And, and I agree with uh, staying within a niche. Uh-huh. So like in real estate, I don't do everything. Like... I get every day a retail, retail space or a commercial space or a shop or land offered for a very interesting price. Mm-hmm. I'm not interested. I focus on one tiny uh, space, which is residential, and I stay within that space and I don't touch other spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a niche. And even within the residential, I only buy things with a headache that other people don't want, that banks don't want, that hedge funds don't want. Things that are squatted, things that are uh, from bankruptcies, from from the tax office or from inheritance, anything that has um, a challenge, let's call it, uh, I like to, to dive and bite into it. Uh, that's something, that's a niche market where not a lot of people are interested in it. Um, and I stay within my niche market and I believe that the more you get specialized in your niche market, uh, you, the more opportunities come towards you and, and the more effective and efficient you become in turning it into uh, cash. That makes sense. Into profit. Got it. One thing that I'm always interested in picking your brain about is your daily routine and things that you're into and books that you're reading. Cause uh, Noah and I've spent a lot of time together, um, either working out on the beach in Barcelona or just hanging out, um, or going to conferences together. But what, what kind of things are you into these days personally? You know, what kind of, I, I know Noah does a lot of cold baths and, uh, is in the Wim Hof breathing and meditation. And I know you were, when I was in Barcelona, you were, um, working on, I think you were, were you doing paleo? Or what? Yes. Yeah. No, intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting, fasting. yeah, which yeah. I'm doing now. And um, awesome, no? I love it. So much man. energy. 
Yeah. I think I, I would say for me, the energy isn't different, but it's just nice not to spend so much time eating and preparing food, food, thinking of food. Yes. <laughs> so I eat after one or 2 PM these days and, um, my energy levels are still very the same, uh, very similar, but I was always very careful about what I ate and how much I ate and, and what I was putting in my body and how I was exercising in relation to that. But, okay. uh, but yeah, without a doubt, it's just like, okay, I don't have to have breakfast. I eat between two and 10 or one and nine. Exactly. Uh-huh. exactly. That's, that's what I do too. So yeah. actually funny that you say about the Wim Hof, I'm giving uh, with two friends uh, training in Vienna the 27, 28, and 29 of July. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, and it's uh, ice and fire training. Ice and fire. Walk, yeah, we will walk on fire, and then we will go into an ice bath. Beautiful. And we'll keep doing that for two days constantly with breathing techniques. And, and um, that's one of my daily routines, uh, the Wim Hof breathing technique, an ice bath, and reading uh, um, and reading like every morning for uh, 20 minutes uh, uh-huh. power uh, read and um, yeah it's just my daily routine and then I go to to sport and I come back and start working so you guys Noah actually has uh, an ice bath refrigerator in his apartment correct yeah actually Nate Ginsburg was uh, was uh, three days ago here and, and we went together into the ice bath Nice. And that, that, that was really fun. <laughs> so Noah's one of the uh, cool things that Noah's done is you climbed the mountain with Wim Hof, right, in your T-shirt? Yes. Is it yes. the tallest no, mountain no, no, in Poland? No, T-shirt, uh, uh, just with shorts on. Just shorts. Is it yeah, the shorts, tallest yeah. mountain in, in Poland? Yeah, it's uh, the highest uh, mountain uh, and the coldest mountain. What was that experience like for you? To be honest to you... Uh, um, that was at the end when we arrived to the top, I stopped breathing. Uh, I stopped meditating and focusing on my breath mm-hmm. and I got an after drop that took like 40, 50 minutes. Ooh. So I was like, I was like shaking for 50 minutes. My whole body was shaking. Um, and, and trying to heat the organs of your body. And that, that was very intense. I, I've never experienced something like that. And I thought, you know what? Oh, we, we achieved the top. I can now relax. I have to stop focusing. But uh, that, was a, <laughs> that was not very smart to do. Uh, climbing up the mountain. So well, for the listeners, I'm going to tell them what an after drop is. When you do an ice bath or um, cold exposure and you don't consciously warm your body back up, um, and keep your temperature at the the right levels. You'll have what they call an after drop, which is kind of like a hangover for an ice bath, where you start to have a bit of um, some shivering, and your body is naturally trying to warm itself up by by shaking. Is that correct? And your temperature drops. That's correct, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and uh, it was minus thirty degrees Celsius. Uh, I don't know how much in Fahrenheit it is, but it was like uh, very cold. It was actually that cold that one of my thumbs started to become blue. <laughs> and, and, and then I looked at Vim and I told him, uh, my, my, my thumb is blue, is this normal? And then we did this breathing techniques where yeah. I had to hold my breath deeper and deeper and longer and focusing on my thumb and, and pushing actually the, 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 the air into my thumb. Mm-hmm. And it become much faster red than I've expected. Wow. It's, it's, it's amazing how 
like the more you discover about the body, the more you think, wow, we, we don't know nothing uh, yet about it. Yeah. What were some of the biggest takeaways from learning to control your body like that for you? Uh, that whatever excuse I have, I'm not allowed to have it because I didn't go there to the mountain by myself. I went with a lady who has only one leg and uh, she went with me also in a bikini uh, and she, <laughs> she had only one leg and she climbed the mountain. So when, when you have that kind of reference to you, when you, when you see such a woman, uh, there was an older lady who was like 60 year and plus also coming with us. There were all type of, mostly actually were entrepreneurs and, and young fit guys, ex-military guys. But then there was this uh, out of the ordinary people that, that had a big challenge on, on normal uh, circumstances and that came with us. So it just gave me the, the, the power and the reference that whatever excuse I have in life, I just remember that time that I was there and thinking what she must have felt. Yeah, it's, it's like, you know, Roger Bannister, when, who, who run the, the, the mile below four minutes. Yeah. For, for 500 years, people try to do that. He do it. And the next two years, 27 people do it. Yeah. It's, it's because, you know, they, they didn't have suddenly a, a super potion. They had a reference point. Yeah. What are some some experiences in your life after that event, gaining that, that mentality, like I have no excuse, um, that you feel are directly related to you in that experience, that things you achieved or accomplished? Well, um, for the last, let's say, year, I've started to, through the course, uh, speak to in, in many international events. And, um, and I realized that uh, poverty was not only the lack of financial resources and uh, the lack of knowledge, but it was also the isolation from the people who can help you achieve what you want. Uh, that, that type of poverty, uh, it's what, uh, what uh, showed me, hey, you know what? You have to go actually to more international events and, and to be more in, in, uh, in front of people and share your knowledge uh, because you never know how you can help someone. And, and there is a saying, you know, we are what we eat, but we are also the people we interact with, like our moods, our health, uh, the house that you're living with, even your paycheck mm -hmm. is all determined uh, by whom you choose to interact with and, and how you interact with them. So when I, went, when I was with Vim and, and we created a, a, a charity to the, we donated some from that charity to the Ronald McDonald's uh, home. Um, that when I started to see that taking control of your relationships and your network is like taking control of your health. You know, it's not something you leave to destiny to your doctor or or, or worse to your government. You know, it's 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 something that you have to train daily. You know, like training your muscle, and what you train in private then you can harvest in public. Uh, so just to give you an example, in, in baby bathwater, I got so much inspired by a couple of guys who were uh, doing animal flow and they were m movement experts, although they were very modest about it. 
So the moment that I came here in in Barcelona, I researched uh, who is a great teacher, animal flow teacher, and I've been like training now every day with him. And now I think I almost can mimic the walk of a cat. And, uh, <laughs> I want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it, and it's very good, you know, for your for your health, for your movement, because you know we are sitting so much these days. And and you know they say sitting is a is a new smoking. Uh, and, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and, and by by sitting like by by going more into depth of in this animal flow, now I am allowed to share this knowledge with all my colleagues, and and they are now coming with me. So and it's all because my network opened, and I got the privilege to to train one day with one guy in baby bathwater, mm. you know, and and. Uh, a couple of months ago, also another example, you know, my mother have, uh, have arthritis and uh, osteoporosis and, and she almost couldn't walk anymore. So through, um, through a friend of David Wolf, which is David Wolf is one of the uh, top natural healers in the world and teachers uh, about natural healing. Uh, um, he told me about this stem cell institute in Panama, and uh, where Tony Robbins go there, and Mel Gibson, and and and, and another, then uh, Belzerian also go there once uh, a year, and uh, it's a it's a three shots in your uh, intravenous in your blood, and it will they shoot 120 million cells stem cells, and you're supposed to feel better after it. Wow. Like the the next day, my mother had 50% less pain than the day before. And wow. a week later, for the first time in eight years, she could go and walk uh, and, and swim. I never saw her swim for the last almost 10 years now. Wow. So, and that's again, only because I was in a room that was designed to network for uh, um, interesting people. Right. And I was, I was, I would never be there if I uh, never had this mentality of push through. Yeah, that's that's one thing that, especially on this series of podcasts, Noah, that I I, I really try to get the message across because we're interviewing only location independent entrepreneurs, is that location independence in itself is a currency. And it's a very powerful one. And even if you are just starting out and making $2,000 a month online, to have the ability to have location independence and go where you want to, when you want to, to control your environments gives you the opportunity, like you're speaking of, Noah, to be around people that can help you get to the next level, to achieve those goals, to grow that exactly. business, to find the medicine that can help your sick mother, you know, and that is in a powerful currency, almost more powerful than money a lot of times. And um, I think it's a, it's a overlooked a lot because people that see the digital nomads these days are like, oh, those are just people that are just spending a couple of years traveling the world. Then they're going to check back into reality. But no, what they're doing, the wealthy have always had some type of freedom where they can 
free up their location to go and be in the environments they need to be. Like you said, by, uh, isolation creates pi- poverty, right? And, and then they can go to these different places around the world to to control those environments. So here's another uh, quick question for you, Noah. Um, being the well-rounded individual that you are, and you've done a lot of personal d- development, um, it's important to control our environments. But um, when is it important to control your environment, but also use the skill of letting go of control? So controlling, but not controlling at the same time. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, actually something very important, especially uh, achievers and especially go-getters uh, uh, have this paradox of, of not being able to let go. And... Uh, um, when I was in in a, in a, uh, living in a refugee camp with my parents, uh, my parents taught me that we can control our emotions. We cannot control the weather or uh, the government or the elections. Everything that is external, just let it don't don't, uh, don't let it influence you in a way that it can be negative. But your thoughts and your patterns of thinking, uh, that your habits, that's something that you can um, uh, control and affect your life. Because at the end of the day, you are your habits. So um, it's something that also you have to train. You can use meditation. You can use ice bath. Actually, ice baths yeah. are a great way to... Uh, have some rest in your mind. Uh, meditation, yoga. Uh, children are amazing in that. Adults, when they become older, they become very difficult. Like, <laughs> very difficult for them to to let things go. You know. Yeah. So we have sometimes to retrain and reprogram and unlearn things, which is the most difficult thing to unlearn things. Yeah. So uh, for your uh, audience, um, I think it's. Be very good to to invite them in this uh, safari of discovery of uh, making the inner voice more tranquil. Yeah, very true. What uh, what else are you up to to these days, Noah? What's going on in your life? You you mentioned you're in interesting times. What's what's interesting about the times for you these days? Well, it's it's uh, very interesting because um, I've a bit rescheduled my days after coming uh, from uh, baby backwater. Uh, uh, you know, like the, the famous uh, world networker, uh, what's his name, Keith Terrazzo or Terrazzi once said, uh, "Business is about being a connector, uh, which is not about managing transaction, but more about managing relationship." And for me, relationship is about finding ways to make other people more successful than they are. So now I'm, I'm spending uh, X amount a day consistently looking through my uh, phone and my, my address book. How can I help someone to be even more successful? Mm. And the funny thing is that, that I know it's a cliche, but the more you give, the more you help, the more... Uh, comes to to you and I didn't think it's uh, it's happening uh, it's happened that fast uh, but to give you 
just an example, one of the, when I was uh, with my parents in, in the refugee camp in Rotterdam, I could speak only Arabic and uh, French. How old were you? I was 11. Okay. So I was uh, an uber nerd by then. So I was in the <laughs> library. <laughs> you could, we could always find me in the library of the refugee camp. And, and in, that, in that camp, there was this small library and there was only English-speaking books. So uh, there was one book that was translated into French and was written by uh, Brian Tracy. And so I read that book and actually that book uh, introduced me to the world of uh, self development and, and, and going beyond what the school gives you and, and to not confuse, let's say, your schooling with your education and all in that mindset, let's say. And 25 years later, by coincidence, because I helped a guy who to, to solve a problem, he introduced me to uh, uh, Brian Tracy and uh, uh, he uh, now I written my first book with Brian Tracy. Yeah, that's and, amazing. Congratulations. Wow. Yeah, th thank you. Well, and I think, you know, it's so fun how like life sometimes can go from uh, from just because uh, the, the, I call it the butterfly effect, you know, because something happened there, you know, and it goes <laughs> all the way there and it helps you achieve something else. Was this your first, you recently, uh, did you, is the book launched, the new book launched with Brian Tracy? No, no not yet, no. Okay. It's uh, going to be launched at the end of this year. Okay. What was it like for you kind of going in full circle in a way, being that, you know, as a young boy reading Brian Tracy's book and then actually meeting him 25 years down the road? Well, to be honest with you, I, I read so many books of him. Uh, he was for me. Uh, one of the gurus about how to sell without selling, how to connect with people. So I've always had a, a big respect uh, for him and his legacy. Uh, like this is a guy who wrote more than 70 books and, and uh, he accepted to write a book for me. That was like obviously a, a dream coming true. And, um, and I think that that uh, I'm very grateful and humble to uh, to see the potential. Let's say that uh, that um, writing a book uh, gives me because it it makes you think actually about what you want to write about and what you want to share with the with the audience. And like talking is always different than writing. Writing you have to think before writing. Right. So yeah, it, it's. For me, it's, I'm very grateful that I had this opportunity. And my friend, when I told him this, he said, well, you worked hard to be lucky. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which, is, which is kind of true. I, I think, I don't know, it was one uh, tenniser, German tenniser in the 80s or 90s. He said, yeah, the, the harder I work, the luckier uh, I get. Come, yeah. and, 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 and training never stops, you know, when you want an uh, extraordinary life. It's... Uh, it's it's I embrace training like uh, like oxygen. It's something that I really enjoy. And if it's if it's sport training or health health uh, knowledge or financial knowledge, it's and and that's why uh, these days I love to share with my knowledge and my experience and mostly my mistakes with other people through my courses. Is because if I can help one person avoid the mistakes, the unnecessary mistakes that I made, 
you know that will you know life is about leaving the earth better than you've entered it so um i'm i'm getting these days much more uh happiness doing these things than uh, than buying a new building can you give us a teaser about the book noah uh definitely it's about uh how which mindset you need to have to um to find and 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 find solutions to uh, financial and uh, entrepreneurial problems. Very nice. That's that, that's, uh, that's mostly what it's about. When can we? You said at the end of this year, twenty eighteen. Yes, yes, end of this year uh, we're going to launch it. Okay, let us know and then we'll help you promote it. Okay. Thank you. Hey, listeners, don't run away. We actually finish up this interview in the next episode that is publishing tomorrow. It is episode 305, Diving Deep into the Serial Entrepreneur Mentality Part 2 with Noah Lath. See you soon. Hey, listeners, thanks again for joining the show. We wanted to remind you about our Get Shit Done one-on-one productivity coaching that we recently just launched. What we do is work with you to create big business goals that are absolutely game changers. We make a plan together and put you in our productivity hacking system that helps you stay on target. Each week, you get a call with yours truly about what steps to take for the following week. Some say it's like a year of productivity in just three months. Check out all the details at thebusinessmethod.com forward slash coaching. Thebusinessmethod.com forward slash coaching.